disrespect towards Kentucky. Uh, but Michael, we welcome everybody. You're listening to the podcast's New York Minute. It's been a minute, and we are live. Michael, you are in Kentucky again. Uh, I am. E Town, Elizabethtown. Is that with Kirsten Dunst? My memory is very foggy right now. It was actually, and I've never seen the film. I think Orlando Bloom was in it. Okay, I know what you're talking about, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. I actually didn't even know that it was about Elizabeth Town. I didn't make that connection when I heard about the movie that was about this town, but I guess it was. And uh, I don't know. I never saw it. I, I don't. Th- yeah, it's probably worth not seeing. Uh, but it was or, or not worth seeing it. Um, you're down in the great state of Kentucky, which is. If my memory oh, serves Kentucky me correctly, rain. is it the bluegrass state or is that West Virginia? Or is that Kentucky, Tennessee? I believe, is the bluegrass state. Can we look that up? That's a good question. I think yeah, it I'm is looking it up right now. Now, you're, Is that far from Louisville? Oh, Kentucky is the bluegrass state. Yes, it I is. Did. Yes, I flew into Louisville this morning. Okay. And... Uh, the question that the world has, what is the nightlife there? I know you're not there at a party and you're not on vacation, but uh, is there like a scene going on there? I guess. I mean, not necessarily a scene that they're used to out by either one of us. Um, but they're trying to build the scene, I guess. Like every town wants to have hipsters now. So if the hipsters don't move out, they're going to demand that their own town, their center, has yeah. something hip for them to flock to um, of course and, is, and it you're far, gonna see is it far from frankfurt i, I think it is have you yeah, I'm just it is. i've never been to frankfurt but frankfurt uh, if you've right, ever is been it, to the is it frankfurt or Frank- i don't know how they pronounce i think it's frankfurt uh okay but louisville but it's got a scene it's got like some kind of nightlife uh yeah. but you're in fort so you're in fort, fort knox yeah, which is famous of course for um, for two things, I guess. So you got the bullion depository, which we talked about in other programs. I've never heard of it. As no. well as, as well as uh, the army post, which really, um, oh yeah, it's not that busy anymore, and they were going to shut it down, but they keep it going for whatever they have in business at Fort Knox, uh, but. It used to be a lot busier. It used to be an active duty base. It used to have the tanks. The tanks have all moved to Fort Benning, Georgia now. Which leads me to believe, and we've talked about this on other shows, there is no gold at Fort Knox. Right. Yeah, that's interesting, though. Most people, including myself, until you educated us, thought that um, that's where the old reserve was. But there's actually no gold there. No. And the fact that, the, again, the tanks are gone. Those tanks are basically a last resort if, by some miracle, the impregnable fortress that is Fort Knox Gold Bullion Depository was infiltrated, they could call in the tankers basically to blast them to the Stone Age. That was like a, But the, the tanks are no longer there? No, they moved them. The, the Patton Museum is still here. I'm going to try and visit it. Patton? Here really? Been, I haven't been to it yet, but they have very funny hours of operation. Um, but, you know, this is where they trained tankers at one time. Wow. General George. What's the, what are the funny hours? Like, you have a think, window of 11 I think it's to from like, Yeah, I think it's like 10 to 4, 10 to 5, maybe. Oh, weird. Yeah. 
What do they have? Uh, like clothing of his there? I don't know. Probably, but I've been in. Uh, we talked about just jumping around right now. Uh, you mentioned a boat before, but before we get into this, I want to ask you. You've mentioned in a previous thread about the car. Breathless Mahoney drives and Dick Tracy, and I just rewatched the film two days ago. It's on Google Drive. Auburn. That's what it was. I looked that car up, and it's beautiful. I saw one once. Obviously, it wasn't purple. Right. Uh, I mean, it's a rare car. I saw one at a car museum. I want to say, I think it was in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Really? Auburn. Yeah. But the funny thing, though, a new loophole, and Google has not figured this out yet, or the the film companies, but another way, you know, people put films and movies to watch on YouTube, and then they're taken down, or they have to do something weird to not get flagged. But if you just Google the term Google Drive movies, there's like thousands of movies on there for free, and you just watch them. Because there's a loophole where if you have a Google Drive account, you can upload anything you want to share it, and then you right. can make it public. But you, you, it doesn't really show up on Internet feeds because it's a private oh. account unless you physically go to Google and you physically Google type in the term Google Drive movies. And then all these links will show up, and there's like thousands of free HD movies. Wow. I just want to share that now before somebody figures out a way to stop that. So I watched like Karate Kid the other day. Wow. Uh, Dick Tracy, Roger Rabbit, all these like 80s, 90s movies. Uh, there's all new movies on there. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just want to share that with yeah, the listeners. Yeah, because nothing lasts on YouTube anymore. Um, no, they fly. I was, yeah, I, I was actually going to watch some, some Dick. Yeah. And... Uh, it was just clips. There's some really interesting, I guess, fan uh, critiques of the film. Oh, really? And then oh, he brings dude. up things that you know, okay, it's a little ridiculous. Guys get shot, but there's no blood. And Tracy, Warren Beatty's getting shot a thousand times with a, a Thompson. And uh, he, he misses Tom, every round. But... Um, it shouldn't. It's not a movie to be knocked. So what? You you kind of have that. You suspend the belief. Of course. You just get taken in by the movie. It was a fun movie. Um, and it's some, and it's more violent just, yes, than you think. It is pretty violent. Yeah. For PG rating, there's a lot of violence there. I mean, like cops I are mean, getting I, shot in it. Cops are getting shot in the back of the head. Uh, that that was pretty violent. That's pretty violent. And one thing. Paul that, Servino gets. Dumped him when he gets, uh, they're just <laughs> not watching the bad, him. Not the bad, not the bad. <laughs> As he's getting cement poured on him. I mean, that's traumatizing for an eight-year-old kid. Now, At the same I, time, it's cool. It is traumatizing. I watched it again, and I'm not going to get into our development plans with it because I don't want to reveal too much. But I do want to ask one question that stood out in my mind was when Dick Tracy is confronting Big Boy at the Club Ritz, and he said, Walnuts. The good for the liver. And he goes, yeah, but the bad for the brain. You're sloppy, big boy. Are, are, are walnuts really bad for the brain? Because I eat walnuts, and my brain's already going to shit. So They're really good shit. for the liver, too. I mean, are they going to stop alcoholism, that damage caused by alcoholism? Can you counter alcoholism? I'm wondering. Um, but in the film, one thing I, I always have taken away from Dick Tracy was the – the visuals, the backdrop. It's obviously a studio lot, but yeah, it's so much it's a, color. It's a, so much color. The whole thing, the color, the suits—they're all bright colors. 
red, blues, greens, everywhere. Like it may, visually speaking, there are few films as good as Dick Tracy with like making a comic book come to life. You can take any of the Avengers and all that bullshit coming out now, and like the effects right. are good, but that was real painted backdrops. That wasn't there was no CGI in that. CGI no, it used old fashioned editing. Uh, which is another thing I noticed in a lot of the YouTube videos that I watched while trying to find the film. Um, it was the old style of editing. They weren't doing it digitally, which I guess caused... And I'm, I'm not a film geek like that. Uh, I like films, but I don't make them. So uh, I just I just used to try and act in them. But I never knew how to really work a camera. That's why I always sucked. That's why I failed as a communications and film production graduate major. I just didn't... I don't have the knack for editing like you and John have. I'm just not good at it. Because you're, uh, you're, you're the talent. You don't need to worry about the grunt work. <laughs> you need to focus on like making it happen. Well, maybe. But... Um, yeah. I, I know they said something about how the backdrop is... You know, it was a still frame with, you know, cl extreme close-ups of the actors while they were, you know, the, the backdrop was just um, whatever it was. Like you said, that studio frame, a still frame. There was no, no action, no business going on in the background. I don't know. You have to watch it. So when I, yeah, couldn't, find, when I couldn't find a, a full version of it, I noticed they do have the old-fashioned films from the 40s. They were like hour-long films and uh, starring, what the hell's the guy's name? Paul, Paul Mooney, I think, was one of them. Okay. He played Rings like three different, yeah. And um, was Paul Mooney Scarface, the original Scarface? I don't know. But uh, it was also... I think he was Scarface. Yeah. It was also the cartoons up there, but you couldn't get the full movie. The only thing, though, that I could watch with Warren Beatty, of course, my favorite film of his, Bugsy. No, oh, classic. Um... But yeah, Dick Tracy is uh, Paul Mooney. Yeah, I think Paul Mooney was Scarface, but I could be wrong about that. Um, but yeah, the, the the backdrop and everything was so good in Dick Tracy, and every character. I mean, that that's an all star cast too. I mean, even going down to uh, what's the chick chick's name from Kathy Bates is in there. Uh, no, um, I don't even remember seeing her. I just I think she has a split second. Uh, you know Maureen O'Hara has a split. She doesn't have any lines. She's just Texie Garcia. Yeah, uh, a major character in the comic book. I've read that. I've been doing some research, and also, I think his name's Cole Meany, the guy Cole from Meany, Connie. Yeah, I don't remember but, seeing him in that film at all. He's in there when, after Tracy, the uh, you know the kid goes, "Hey, Tracy, watch out!" and they they do the drive-by shooting. He's the cop, the second cop in the background. Right? Oh, that comes yeah. up and is like. Sure, Tracy. Hey, stick around, guys, will you? Sure, Tracy. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. There's just so much. It's an all-star cast, and it's funny because I read uh, Al Pacino turned down doing Goodfellas to play um, Jimmy Conway because he didn't want to do a gangster film anymore at that time. But then he did Dick Tracy like the same year. Yeah. Um, but you couldn't see anybody else. I couldn't picture him as Jimmy Conway. Jimmy Conway. I couldn't Jimmy, either. Jimmy the Jim Burke. Burke was like six foot four. I mean, it was a tough stretch even for De Niro to play. And not to mention, <laughs> I mean, De Niro wasn't even that tall, but De Niro looked a little bit more because, you know, he was Bobby Irish. Right. Uh, you can't make Al Pacino an Irish guy. You just can't. So that, that, yeah. no. can't be done. 
Um, but yeah, but uh, later on in the show, listeners, we have another round of New York trivia. Uh, I have some poignant, tough questions for the maestro. Maybe we can stump him this time. But you did mention earlier something about a boat. And I want to ask, did you buy a boat? Is this the next purchase in the life of Michael Biscardi? Because I think you should have a boat. You look like a boat guy. Yes and no. I, I was going to buy one. I did put a down payment on it. It was a used one. It was a beater. So it needed some TLC. But, you know, I can't afford a nice I want a nice boat. Can't afford one. Why? Because I'm spending a fortune on this house. I'm refurbishing this house. And I just don't have it anymore. Renovations are expensive. So, oh, yeah. thinking, well, you know what? What I'll do is I'll find a nice cheap one. And then over time, you know, I won't get it ready to be in the water this season, but maybe next year I can do it. And over time, the course of the next 12 months, I can put a little work into it. Uh, but this one. Plant. Yeah, but I mean, I just got ahead of myself. So I go to look at this one. I took a buddy of mine and uh, it was only a thousand bucks. It was a nice trailer. Came on a trailer. It was 22 feet. It was an 85. But, um, you know, it needed work. It needed a lot of work. And what was the year? In 85. Okay. And so it was, um, it wasn't just cosmetic. The cosmetic stuff you can work on. You put new teak on it or whatever. You give it a good scrub. Uh, it's mostly teak wood, I noticed. You know, getting nice. some new cushions and a new captain's chair. But... Uh, the biggest problem was it was an I.O. And I'm not savvy enough, I guess, to know what to look for. But my buddy, his girlfriend, his father, uh, her, his buddy's girlfriend's father, excuse me, he works on boats for a living. Uh, I went out to Babylon to look for this thing, and this guy happened to live in Babylon. Babylon. So he was able to come by after I put the down payment on it. I just got hasty and said, yep, too cheap. Let's do it. Oh wow! So what like model a, is it, by the way? You know, I uh, hold. I'd have to. Uh, how how big is it? It wasn't a brand that I really. It wasn't like Aqua Sports Sea Ray. It wasn't anything. It was a twenty-two footer. It wasn't any brand that That's I. Good heard size. Of. But what kind of boat was it? I missed that. Is it a sailboat? No, no, no. It was it was a motor. It was um. It was an IO. So. That's problem number one. You always want to go with outboard. If you're buying a used boat, a lot of people say that, and I agree, and I don't even know a whole lot about boats. I, I couldn't fix one. I'm not handy. Uh, it's not like working with a car, even though when you have something inboard, you have a, you know, a V engine, a V motor, just like you would in a car. Yeah. It's not the same when you're dealing with something that goes in water. It's, it's different, different, different ball game altogether. Uh, so the guy comes by, he looks at it. Uh, my buddy's girlfriend's father comes by, looks at it, and he says, uh, well, you know, this is okay. He's, you know, he's testing things out. Oh, we open up the, the hatch to expose the uh, the motor. He pulls out the dipstick. He goes, oh, that's it. We're done. We're done. Uh -oh. What's that? He goes, tell me what you see there. And I went, well, it looks like oil, but that's definitely, there's more than just oil there. And, uh. It was water. So the whole I was going to say, water. is it seawater in there? Yeah, it was all waterlogged. Oh, and um, he said, we're done. So right there, that says, you know, like a gasket was blown. It was something more than just a quick fix. You know, put a Band-Aid on it. Yeah, it's an overhaul. So I said, you know what, I, I, I can't. No. At this point, you, the amount of money would 
bus to make this thing seaworthy. That's the biggest problem with boats. You can take a car, as long as it's not cubed, you know, you can take an old rusty car and over time you can restore it. And yeah, it's going to cost you a lot of money, but when you're dealing with a boat, it gets to the point where you could put so much money into it, but it was all a waste because you may as well have just bought something in working condition and it it would cost you less. Yeah. Because boats, you know, look, it costs money to junk a boat. If you're giving away an old antique car, let's say you had a 36 Auburn and it was just a, a wreck, rust everywhere. Well, it's still a, a very valuable piece because it's 36 Auburn. And somebody would want that and somebody who, who knew how to work on exotic antiques would take something like that because it's of course it's precious a boat nobody wants a beat ass old boat you got to junk it for parts you can't do anything with it so it costs money to take a boat and uh take it on a trailer and take it to a boat junkyard um, yeah there's quite and a bit that's of basically incurred. yeah and, and this boat was basically you could only be used for a few parts or somebody who was really a skilled mechanic that could work on it um, and it wasn't an outboard motor, so I, I just, I said, you know, all I really wanted was an outboard, I mean, a little thing. It doesn't need to be a big boat, this is about 22-footer. I just kind of jumped the gun. Yeah, I would have done I want, Because it was cheap. But really, all I want is a little outboard I can scoot around in and throw a fishing pole. That's it, that's all I want. Yeah. yeah. For now. Um, There's options. I would have so done the I, same thing. So the next day, look, the guy uh, who was going to sell it to me, he was a square guy, wasn't a hustler, you know. Um, I, I met him again. I, I made the guy a deal. I said, hey, look, if you can start it, we can still do a deal. Because uh, the boat mechanic that had looked at it for me, my buddy's uh, girlfriend's father, he said, you'll never get that guy to start that boat. Trust me. Wow. And we didn't even try. He said, hey, you know, if you, want your, uh, if you haven't said though, I just I'll give you your money back. And he did. Good. Yeah, at least he wasn't ha- it wasn't a hassle to get the, the No, not at all. So perfect gentleman about it. He agreed. He said, look, this boat's really for a skilled mechanic. Um, I, yeah, with boats, though, it's tough. When I take my, my uh, 42-foot Neptunus out, uh, the, the only liquid problem I'm having is all the champagne floating in there and all the tits flying around. Why do you exist? <laughs> but yeah, I would have done the- What is cheap, though? Is it under 10 grand? Kind that thing? thing, I I was gonna get that thing for five hundred bucks. It was it was a thousand with the trailer. The trailer oh, was really? worth more than the boat. It almost seemed like the guy wanted to junk the boat just so he could sell the trailer. Um, I mean, it was a good looking trailer. So, is it a lot of money to get that thing sea ready again? Yeah, and if that was if it was gonna get sea ready at all again, it probably needed a whole new motor. You should it still wasn't. get a boat, though. I mean, that, I mean, you live on the water. That'd oh, be a lot I still of fun. want. I still want a boat. It's just again, I, there's not much I can really work with right now because the money is not there at this particular time because I have so much going on with this house. What about a sailboat? Would you Would you be open to sail? Yeah, but sail I want to. I, I I love sailboats. They're great. I'd love to. I'm supposed to meet a buddy of mine in a couple of weeks. We're going to go out on his, but um, that's a whole different animal. And I want to fish. Yeah, sailboats is a lot of work. I mean, you're working to get that thing out. Yeah, but I, I, I still would have did the. I still would have the same thing you did, like a thousand bucks, five hundred bucks. 
Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, like no brainer. Deal. But I'm really <laughs> thankful I didn't buy it. I was I told my buddies, uh, I don't know if he's going to be his future father-in-law or whatever. He's pretty close with this girl. I said, hey, man, tell him thanks a lot. And the guy even said to me, before you go buying boats, you come talk to me first. And oh, that's a good connection to have. And he said the same thing. Don't go inboard. And so far, that's what everybody's told me. Just don't buy used. If you're buying a new boat, you know what you're getting into. You don't have any problems. The thing's got zero hours on it. But uh, if you're going to buy used, you want to go outboard. Because the worst case scenario, if the motor's dead, you replace you it. just take the damn thing off. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But that's a good connection to have, though. Someone that can kind of look over your back a little bit yeah. and say, uh, yeah, you don't want to do this. That's yeah, how so we, that's we, how it is in my family with with Uncle Jim. My Uncle Jim, he's a mechanic. You know, he hasn't been a mechanic for like thirty years. He he's a manages a BMW dealership. But to this day, they're like, go see Uncle Jim about before you buy a car. And to this day, he's like, why is everybody fucking bothering me? Like I was a mechanic <laughs> in the eighties, you know. But it's like somebody you need to have. He's like, I don't. Yeah, the car's fine. Why are you calling me? But it, but it's somebody good to have before making investment. Um, well, you look at any used boat advertisement, it's easy to find an advertisement that says bring your mechanic. Yeah. Uh, there's another one that I'm looking at, and it's right. only 2600 bucks, and it's a nice-looking boat, but the guy told me the transom was shot, which leads me to believe um, it's, a, it. it's probably rotted, which means it's not seaworthy, and the boat would sink. Right. It's seaworthy. That's what so, I was trying to say. You know. What was the, the brand name of the boat again? Do you remember? Yeah, I really don't know. Uh, I, it was one that I'd never heard of. Um, but I, it was yeah, an 85? It was an 85, yeah. I wonder what the lifespan of those things are, if you take good care of it. They, they're probably a long time, if you can, like... Yeah, I mean, most people don't ride around in new boats. Look, I was on one... Uh, they don't, right. We have fr- My wife and I... Have, uh, Friends. We're friends with a, a nice couple. The guy's a contractor, and he owns a jewelry store on the North Shore, so you know he can afford all the toys. But he'll be the first one to tell you know what's the best kind of boat to have is somebody else's. Um, you know he's got a beautiful boat. He's got it right in his backyard. I mean he literally lives on the water, uh, and it's pretty it's, sweet. Uh, yeah, it's one of those double deckers, and oh, uh, nice. he's got a you know nice galley in there and it's got a flat screen tv uh but he doesn't take it out every day because it requires usually a crew so when you're going to invite people over to be on your boat you know everybody's going to kind of pitch in and yeah uh, that's what you know i i don't i don't think a whole bunch of people are are gonna that i know of are gonna come over and do that so i just figure let me get something where if I have guests over, one or two people, one or two guys is enough to get a small boat to man you know, it at the launch. Yeah, you have and to these really boat love slips the boat. cost a fortune. I mean, if you have a big boat, you can't take it out of the water and trailer it back to your yard and you know back and forth. Uh, you either got to keep it a marina or you have a boat slip. Either way, it's expensive. Yeah, a boat slip is is between fifty and a hundred bucks a foot. Yeah, and you have to really love them and uh, want to do that because they. the old saying is, my father-in-law told me, the, uh, talking about boats, was uh, the two happiest days in a boat owner's life is Buy the day he gets it and the day he sells it uh, because it's it's just so much work. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, if you really love it, you have a fucking boat that you own and you're like, yo, let's go out in the boat. Like There's something yeah. special about that. 
but everybody, everybody you talk to, um, even our friends, you know, uh, my, our, Marie is her name, and she said uh, in her funny Dominican accent, oh, every time we go out, something go wrong. <laughs> we put more money into it. <laughs> uh, so I just want something small I can fish on. It's not going to cost me a lot, and I can just you drop it in the you don't want little Carmine's boat where that dad, the boat's sinking and you come out and you're like, I just sold the sailed this up from Miami. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. But you should get yeah, another if, boat. You should look, keep, keep, keep the quest. Yeah, I, I would. If I could afford a new one, then, then I would invest in something bigger because I know I wouldn't have so many problems with it. But, uh, also having a big boat in the Northeast, you got to winterize it. I would rather have a big one in a place I could keep all year round. Yeah. You don't have to keep moving it around. How much are boat slips? Fifty dollars, hundred dollars a foot. Yeah, yeah, about that's that. a lot. That's a that's lot, lot of dough. It's a lot of dough. Tracy, that's a lot of dough. Jeez, Tracy, you, a lot of dough. I'm guilty of bribing an officer of the law. Dumb dick. Tweet us at the underscore podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a special quiz here for you. This will be the fifteenth time we've tried to trump Michael Biscardi. Live on the air with New York City trivia, and to this day he has came out successful on the other side. Uh, but I think we're, I have good high hopes for this one tonight. Michael, are you ready for a uh, another round of New York City trivia? Let's do it. As I was doing my calculations and my homework, there were a few facts that came up that I really couldn't phrase into the form of a question. So I just want to throw those out there and let you know. Um, did you know that? The first pizzeria in the United States was opened in New York City in 1895, believe it or not. Uh, pinball, the beloved pinball game, was actually banned in New York City until 1978. 78, really? Yeah. Pinball was actually banned in New York City. According to Popular Mechanics, the game uh, moved behind curtains to seedy pornography shops in places like Harlem and Greenwich Village, uh, and police were still raiding illegal pinball operations throughout the 1970s. Uh, I don't know why it was illegal, but it was. I did not uh, know that either. The Jewish population in New York City is the largest in the world outside of Israel. Uh, that we can believe. Yes, and, I, uh, I knew that. Um... Toilet paper was invented in 1857 in New York City. I don't know what they were doing before that. Uh, and one more quick fact was the city of New York will pay for a one-way plane ticket for any homeless person if they have a guaranteed place to stay out of the city. So if you're homeless and you're listening to the podcast and you're in New York and you can say, hey, I got an Uncle Charlie in Boise, Idaho. The city will pay for your ticket out of town. What? Um, and I immediately thought of using that to my advantage, like going to New York with a dirty face and going, "I need to, I need to get to Aruba next week." Oh my god! By the way, that's Bill De Blasio. That's Bill Comrade De Blasio. Comrade Bill De Blasio. Speaking it's... of De Blasio, there was a power outage a couple weeks ago, and Bill De Blasio was in the city that time. Where, no, he wasn't. He was in Iowa. They couldn't find him. 
By the way, it doesn't matter because even if he's in the city, he's still MIA somehow. Whenever he's MIA, he's at the gym in Park Slope or whatever. He's he's at Gracie Mansion, not working. Did you see the advertisements for the Democratic debate Tuesday night? Uh, I haven't seen an advert yet. I'm gonna plan on watching them. Um, on Sling TV, TV. on Sling TV, they do an ad every commercial, and it's a ripoff of a MMA. Ad and they go this Tuesday, Democrat debate. There's De Blasio. Uh, you know, they they go through the whole line naming all of the candidates and they have a close up of their face and wrestling music. They're trying to make it like an MMA. Oh my god! You got to see it. it. It's like it's a it's a new low point for politics. I have not yet seen that. You know, I, but, I tried Sling TV. They had a uh, you know one of those trials. Yeah, I, I didn't care for it, so I canceled it. Uh, they had King Kong on. That's why I watched I, it. Uh, it wasn't good. But um, before we get into the quiz, the power outage in New York two, three weeks ago, the mayor couldn't be found. People were like re- trying to reach him, and he was doing like some kind of uh, some kind of campaign stop in Iowa. Maybe if you're the mayor of, a, of, a, of the largest city in the country, and there's a huge power outage, which can result in death. You might want to have like a cell phone where an aide can reach you. But the truth is, kind of a weak. We're all position. better off if he's just not around. If he's out of sight, out of mind, we're Dope all just Clark better Slope. off. This guy is just a cyst. He is. He is everything really that New York deserves because they voted for this guy. Um, I did not. Right. I did not vote for him. But I knew that whoever I did vote for stood no chance, and I voted for Bo Deedle, who I thought stood a chance in the beginning. But you know, once yeah. the polls came around, it was obvious. It was just quite obvious. But uh, what, what's with the? What's I agree, but what's with the uh, the free plane ticket? How do you? Ve- I how have you, never how heard you of that. I'm trying to look that, that up now. I mean, do you know how many people come how do you on the sub? That? I wish I had known that because there are so many people on the subways. I call them actresses because that's probably what they are, you know, and they get on. Of course. Yeah, I need to get home. I'm broke, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? And they just walk around the cars. Oh, gosh. And uh, it never works. I mean, I don't understand why. Of course not. It never works. It just makes another awkward train ride where you have to – Kind of pretend like you can't hear this person. Like you're on the cell phone or something. It's yeah. like homeless people begging at uh, in L.A. Every every corner, there's always a guy with a sign. Hey, you got any spare change? You got this? It's like, no, I'm just trying to buy fucking ice cream. I'm sorry that your problems is now everybody's. Uh, and then there's, of course, San Francisco where you got these bums defecating in the streets. and uh, Huge amounts. It's a, it's a, it's a pand- It's a public health crisis. And for that, you can blame the de Blasio of the West, Gavin Newsom. Yeah, let's just keep raising taxes to feed everybody. What about the guy that works? Nah, fuck him. He's okay. They have a job. They're okay. Fuck Fuck them. Fuck them. Um, Kicking off New... But I agree with you 100%. De Blasio needs to go. He sucks. I'm not even a New York City... I'm not even a New York resident. But um, just looking at the guy's policies on paper, uh, he wants to be like uh, Copenhagen, you know? I mean, he was the first guy, no, uh, well, him and, and Liz Warren, the first ones to pitch 
uh, among their, their peers. This bullshit about you know free health care for for illegals and um, you know he and Liz Warren when they were asked the question, I guess on the last debate was you know would you be willing to give your health care up for uh, the health care of a of an illegal immigrant? And we, oh, yeah, no. You know they think that they're gonna appeal to people uh, who probably. I think are smart enough to not trust them, you know, be, with all these broken promises. The more stuff you of promise course. for free, the more I think people even who want that stuff for free are probably not trusting them. No, they're not going to trust them. And it's the same reason why Northern Ireland, why the country of Ireland doesn't want Northern Ireland to even be part of Ireland again. because they're going to have to pay for the right. health care of those people that will bankrupt them. Yeah, that might work in Denmark. When you have a few million people, but try uh, using that on the yeah. scale of the United States. This, you, you this bank nonsense the about trying to model off of Sweden. Sweden is socialist work. and it works. And I get well, really, I think all of Scandinavia is socialist. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're and a lot it smaller. works for them. You cannot think to do that in the continental United States, where we have fifty states, work. some one of which is bigger than Sweden. Uh, itself, and then all of the the commonwealths that we have, it, it, it wouldn't work. So would the answer up. to it all is just you, you know tax Wall Street, tax Wall Street. The plan is worth in the trillions for them, and you can only tax Wall Street, this place where they think this money falls out of the sky. You can only tax Wall Street, unquote, for so long, for so and much. What, and what does that say? Let's just go play devil's advocate and say you did decide to do this plan that would bankrupt the country. What if you're taxing these companies so much millions of dollars and you're like, well, I'm spending billions off these taxes. Maybe I should put my money somewhere else. And you're going you're gonna to strengthen overseas yeah. markets because I would do the same if they're like, well, you, you can pay $10 million in tax here or you can bank in China and pay two. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah, I'll do that. Because I don't want to lose money. It's it's a it's a cockeyed, stupid plan. Uh, but the way we'll jump into the quiz. The way the quiz works is I'm going to ask Michael ten questions. You have three chances, Michael, to ask for uh, a hint, okay. and you have two chances to ask for a deadpan hint. And the deadpan okay. hint is like something right on the nose, like a really tough questions, okay. which are in this quiz. But we're going to start it off easy, and I want to ask you um, if you're ready to go down this road. Dude. Question number one. In 1998, I got a blowjob in the upper... Oh, wait, I'm reading... Oh, shit, I'm reading a text. Never mind. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's just stop. That was my stop. diary entry. My diary entry. Um, Michael, question number one. What area in New York City contains the following? Bridal paths, a children's zoo, and a world-famous art museum within its boundaries. Well, it sounds like Central Park. I'm thinking of the Metropolitan Museum of Art and the horse-drawn carriages down in Grand Army Plaza. Uh, am I on the right track? The answer is Central Park. You hit the nail right on the dick. <laughs> You're one for one? Central Park. Uh, yes, work began on clearing the site in 1857. The land originally was a swampy area of pig farms and squatter shacks. There are 632 types of trees and 815 types of shrubs within the park. It has 58 miles of pedestrian walks. It's 
pretty amazing when you think about it. 58 yes. miles walks. Where about 58 pedestrians went into the park 30 years ago and oh, wreaked yeah. havoc on people. And a woman got raped. Yep. There's a documentary uh, about that out there. Yes. I, uh, that's another Have you thing. seen it? I haven't seen no, it. No, I haven't gotten all the way through it. I mean, I, I mean to. I really don't have a whole lot of sympathy for the Central Park Five. That's one of those things where I think legal justice failed, but moral justice was served. But that's another dialogue. Oh. That is another dialogue, but it's a good topic to get into. Yeah, I mean, those kids went in there. They were throwing shit at, at innocent were, people. You know, just innocent. trying to be bullies. That's the other thing, and I'm not taking away from an innocent person and and wrongdoing in the justice system. Didn't but one thing people problem. tend to forget is uh, a lot of these people wrongfully accused were were doing something to draw attention to themselves. Right. And again, I'm not saying yo they deserve you know the false what accusation. Doing in that park? You didn't rape anybody. They caught but, the guy that did that. But what were uh, you doing? Yeah. And I wish we could get her on the show. Let's maybe we should reach out to what's her name? Uh, what's her name? Victim. Oh, it drives me mad. Uh, she's a motivational speaker now. Hold on. Oh, it's. Uh... Uh, what is her name? Get her on. She probably has a, a Twitter. Too much dead air. Good thing that this will be edited. I'll slice it up. Her name is. Karen Biscardi, and she's coming on the show. Clark, hola, hola. Thank, stop. Why, why do you do this? Why do you have control over things in my life? Uh, while we look this up, question number two are, Michael, if you are a New York City resident and you're walking on Broadway and you spot a rat scurrying across the path, do you, A, scream, B, Continue on very carefully, worried of a second sighting, or three, you don't give it a second thought. I don't give it a second thought. There it is. Uh, the rat. Trisha Maley was her name. That's what it is. At the time. Trisha Maley. That's what it is. Yeah, she's probably got a, a tweeter. We'll get her on there. Michael, uh, if you were living in New York City, as you do, as you have... And um, the largest city in Texas is uh, Houston. Uh, it's the fourth largest city in the country. There is a street in New York with the same spelling uh, of that city. How do you pronounce it is the question that we all have for you. Houston Street. There it is. Soho, Noho, south of Houston, north of Houston. Have you ever heard anyone pronounce it Houston Street that was from out of town? Probably. Question number three. You are now two for two, Michael. What does Tribeca stand for? Oh, and you have hints. It's, uh... Oh, shit. Uh... Tribeca. The batter, uh... Damn, that's a good question. Hold on. It's a good one. We kept this one juicy. Canal. Give me the hint. 
the hint is the first word in the abbreviation of Tribeca stands for or is triangle. Yeah, okay. So the triangle between Canal Street and I mean that would be as far as I could. the triangle. We're we're going to accept that answer. Because the acronym Tribeca stands for Triangle Below Canal Street. Below Canal, right. I said between Triangle Below Canal. You're so three that, for I three. I did get that wrong. All right, well. We're going to accept that. That's pretty good. We try to, we're, try, we're digging deep here in this quiz, ladies and gentlemen. It's, uh, it's been a long road with the New York City quizzes. Michael seems to nail them, so we're, uh, we're going to throw some curveballs in this one. I totally forgot that one. Michael, question number three. Um, question number four. And this one is going to be a three-part uh, multiple choice that I'm going to give you. What are the names of the marble lions that recline outside the New York City Public Library? The New York Public Library has lions, marble lions outside. What are their names? Are wow. they A, Romulus and Remus, B, Patience and Fortitude, or C, Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> I'm going to say patience and fortitude. And that would be correct, sir. Did you guess that one, or did you hear that somewhere? That's pretty good. It just made sense. It just I would made sense. I would have guessed I mean, Romulus and Remus. I don't think they would have named the Michael two lions after the founders of Rome. Agreed. 1912, Michael, there was a ship scheduled to arrive at what is now <laughs> Chelsea Piers on Manhattan's west side. What was the name of that ship? Well, I believe that ship came out of Liverpool. Uh, there it is. I believe it contained a passenger named John Jacob Astor. And, uh... Chippewa Falls. Oh, yes. And a love story between a guy named Jack Dawson and a Rose DeWitt Decatur. There it is. The Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic. Uh pretty good you were five for five you were halfway done and you were still rocking a staple in new york city one of these costs one million dollars each to license a staple of the big apple one of these which is a fixture in the city's uh, scenescape Requires one million dollars in cash to license. To license a fixture. What is it? One, just one of them. I want to say it's one of the lights of the Empire State Building, but give me a second. One of these costs one million dollars to license. It is synonymous with the city of Nueva York. A million dollars to license. And it's not a homeless person. Even though de Blasio <laughs> wants to do that. He wants to give them each a million dollars. A million dollars. Uh, Keep going. I'm going to edit this part out. Grab a drink. Keep going. Uh, hold on.
simple. Yes. Okay, we're back from commercial break now. So it costs a million dollars to license. Yes, listeners, the question poised, Mr. Biscardi, is one of these, which is a fixture in New York City, cost $1 million each to license. As this is the sixth question, and you've rocked them all, keep in mind you still have two general hints down and two deadpan hints, which are like basically... Yeah, I need a hint because I'm not picturing... I'm, I'm not understanding. Hint. Your hint is... You just want a regular hint here? Yeah, give me a regular hint. It is, uh, one of these fixtures is a means of transportation. So, to license, okay, so, all right. A fixture. It's a means of transportation. To license a bus? Uh, My man. I want to say to license a... What was the name of the heroine that Frank Lucas sold? Blue, Blue uh, Velvet? Blue Magic. Blue, blue magic. Fixture. It's not blue magic. Fixture. Maybe the light. I mean, do you license subway? I'll say license a subway for the MTA, the money taking agency. That just makes sense to me. Believe it or not, it is a taxi cab. To license a taxi cab. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like the easy answer because you're licensing a taxi. I mean, but it's expensive. But that sounds ridiculous. I would even take issue with that. But maybe it is correct. All right, so I'm down one. All right, you're still in the you're still in the lead. You got five for six. Um. So we're still rocking and rolling here. Uh, next, by the way, tweet us at the underscore podcast. So if we're missing any questions that you would like to ask the maestro, tweet us a line and we'll read them out in the next New York minute. Uh. Next question. This green statue of a woman was a gift from France. (laughs) (laughs) I remember I used to follow, back when I had Facebook, uh, I used to follow, I think it was just called New Yorkers or something like that, and I think that was a fun fun fact. Did you know that the Statue of Liberty, yeah, it had, you know, nice pictures of New York and then some, you know, cheesy captions, something like that. Well, there was this one that... uh, it was like a, did you know, did you know that the Statue of Liberty, Lady Liberty, was actually a gift from France? And I said, I don't know anybody <laughs> who doesn't know that. How would you not so know that? I quickly deleted that. You I learn that wow. when you're like, what day is Christmas? Yeah. Where did the Statue of Liberty come from? Uh, next question. This is a bit of a sports one. Which baseball player hit Yankee Stadium's first home run in the first game ever played in the original Bronx ballpark. It happened on April 18th, 1923, for more than 74,000 fans, which is actually pretty incredible. If you look at baseball uh, attendance today, the fact that in 1923, almost 80,000 people came to a ball game in a new stadium in New York is is actually pretty amazing. Uh, But during this game, this said gentleman hit a three home run or three run home run, leading the Yankees to a four one win over the Boston Red Sox. So the question is for Michael Biscardi, question number seven, what baseball player hit Yankee Stadium's first ever home run 
in the first ever game played in the Bronx ballpark. You still have three hits. I want to say George Herman Ruth, but I'm starting to think, wait, wasn't he still with the Red Sox in 23? It's amazing how much I... Nah, I'm still going to say the Babe. The answer would be the Babe. You are correct, sir. That's pretty good. It was uh, April 18th, 1923. Babe Ruth hit the first ever home run in the first game at the ballpark, which is pretty, uh, pretty amazing. He was a pretty amazing about man. It. Pretty amazing With man. 755 home runs. I'm sorry, 714 home runs. He got beaten by Hank Aaron with 755. Hank Aaron. So he got beaten by Barry Bonds, who had, I don't know what, 800? What, I don't know what. That's a question for SWJ. SWJ. Next question. This is another uh, uh, monetary question about licensing. I was looking around on that. <laughs> it costs over 289000 for a one-year permit in Central Park to operate one of these. I'm going to say a buggy, a horse and buggy. The answer is actually a hot dog stand. What? Two hundred eighty-seven thousand. Yeah, oh my goodness. That's pretty ridiculous when you think about yeah, it. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. But you still are doing. Uh, you're These six are for eight. Tough questions. These aren't your standard trivia questions. These aren't. I like These aren't it. As, I like more, I'm trying to dig deep on this one. You've been very easy uh, with beating yeah. us with these questions, so we want to switch yeah, it up a little bit. Yeah, this is good. You're, you're still seven for eight. This is so stuff that I actually didn't know and I'm impressed to know now. These are stuff that most people wouldn't know. It's pretty crazy when you think about a hot dog vendor having an extra $300,000 uh, in cash to sell. Uh, yeah, damn. What's your policy on street meat in New York? Do you like the uh, the? I love it. You know, I love halal food the most. That's one thing I miss about you know when I lived in the city and I could just walk down the street and then for five bucks you got the lamb and the rice and all that and you know it was food that would send you to the John in ten minutes, but it was good. It's good. You'll be in the John crying. But then you know, I when I was in downtown, we mentioned Tribeca, and I was down in the financial district. not this past Thursday, but the Thursday before. And uh, I just paid a fortune for everything. Not just the food, the beverage, but got parking alone was $80. I had the place for two, over two hours. For just for the two hours, it was $68. And I wow. said, you know, this this is unreal. I, yeah. I don't care what neighborhood you're in and what time of day. That That is just, that should be illegal. But I guess that's... What uh, that's probably what they're taxing. Uh, Bill De Blasio is taxing to pay for these plane tickets. The same. Oh, of course. Yeah, let's get this meth head in the corner. A trip back to uh, Los Angeles. It's okay. It's all right. Your business is suffering, but you know what? He's getting a free plane ride. Can I get a free, free plane, plane uh, ticket? I, I, think, I think I got a, a relative uh, somewhere in Tropany. Yeah. So let's let's get. A, Everyone's so liberal until one of these guys uh, breaks in your house yeah. or attacks you, and then you don't really want to take care of them so much anymore. But it's okay. Uh, next question. Question number eight. I'm sorry. Eight. Yeah, question number eight. In 1930, this New York City building was considered the world's largest. In 1930, this NYC building was considered the world's largest. 
largest or the tallest? What is it largest by square footage or largest by height? This would be largest by height. This would be okay. the tallest building in the world. Right. So in the 1930, the Chrysler building was the tallest. Ding, ding, ding. And that is correct. Chrysler building in 1930 uh, was the largest building in the world until surpassed by the Empire State. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chrysler building is still pretty cool. Beautiful. Uh, we to have this is it. Yeah, pretty beautiful. I have I own several offices in there. Clark, that's impossible. Oh. Uh, this is a deep cut here. This is a tricky one. Keep in mind, you still have two hints left. We mentioned the Statue of Liberty earlier. Mm-hmm. We know it was a gift from France. We also know there was a crown present on top of the Emerald Lady's head. The question to you, Michael, the question to the maestro in front of the world is, what do the seven points on the Statue of Liberty's crown represent? Ooh. How many hints do I have? You have two hints left. You have yeah. a you have an easy hint and like a, a deadpan hint that like basically gives it away. Give me the easy hint. Easy hint is the seven points on the Statue of Liberty's crown represents two things. Seven of these and seven of these. There are each of those has seven main items in their class. So there's seven of these in the world, and there's also seven of these oh. in the world. Ah, of course. The seven seas. That is correct. And the seven continents. That is correct, sir. You are now we're now uh eight out of nine. The uh, Lady Liberty does the crown, uh, certainly does represent the seven seas and the seven continents. Was that a gift from France? We're going to do the final question um, of the evening. You only got two wrong, so you already uh, won. We'll ask it out of respect to the game. I still can't get over the um, free plane tickets, though, if you're homeless. I don't understand that at all. How about just do what they do in Beverly Hills? Throw them in a cruiser and ship them out of town. I mean, I'm all about shipping the bums out. Get rid of them. But, I mean, can't, can't they just at least get, I don't know, a New Jersey transit out of, out of New York and, you know, right. they just don't come back? Let's get them out of the city. Send them to Jersey. But how does that work, though? Like, you have an, I, don't you know, know. I don't know. How do you ver- validate that? Is my question. How do you verify? Yeah, I guess you. And and where do you go? What office do you go to to apply for the ticket? I don't get it. Right, but how do you verify that? Like uh, anybody with a cell phone can go. Yeah, uh, just send me a text saying, uh, saying if I get down to Florida, I can live with you. Like, how do you? Right. I don't understand that at all. Final qu- final question of the evening before we wrap up this show. New York City trivia. New York Minute episode. Michael, the question to you is, which United States president, and think before you answer, which United States president was born in the New York City limits? Uh, President Donald J. Trump. Okay, there's actually two. What what other president was born? (laughs) Uh, um... I didn't think about that, but that's that's the right answer, so that actually works. Uh, uh, Teddy Roosevelt. That's true. I was thinking of Teddy, but I, I totally forgot Trump, obviously. So there's two. 
Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was born on East 20th Street. You can still visit his house today. Uh, I'm wondering what visit that house is. house on Sagamore Hill, too. Is that where it is? It's in, uh, well, the, it's Oyster Bay Township, but it's actually uh, the, the actual city, yeah. even though Sagamore Hill rocks an Oyster Bay address. Uh, in reality, it's um, Coveneck, I believe. You were right. It's a blue house. It's a cool turn-of-the-century looking house. You can take tours there. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? Yeah, a couple of times. Really? Oh, it looks pretty cool. Inside the house, there are like moose head and deer head mm-hmm. hung up. and It's pretty cool, actually. Sagamore Hill. There's going to be a new film about Roosevelt coming out, starring DiCaprio as Theodore. I hope I could see that. Are you going to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I just got a review on it. Apparently, it's really long. It's not that great. Yeah, it's kind of what we're hearing. It's too long. It's a shame. I wanted to see it, but yeah. Too long. I also I did. didn't think... I, I thought, based on just the trailer that I saw, or the little teasers, that Margot Robbie's portrayal of Sharon Tate is just portraying her it's kind of trampling on a woman's grave you know and, and making her sound dumb and did since she falls all the time yeah. yeah yeah i think roman polanski was i mean not not that his opinion holds a lot of weight being that he touches kids <laughs> but but he it, it was disrespectful to her yeah. it kind of makes her look dumb yeah um i did watch bohemian rhapsody the night that movie oh, deserved okay. every accolade it, really? deserved, yeah. it got so good sad but, but the, the concert, though, at Live Aid was, like, shot by shot, just like the real concert. If you watch it on YouTube, the yeah. Queen at Live Aid in uh, Hyde Park, it's, it's amazing. I think they actually did film it um, all the way through from, you know, start to finish, but they just edited it down a little bit for the final cut. But I think there's probably a director's cut or something where uh, you wa- it's like watching the whole concert. Or not the whole concert, but the whole Queen segment of the concert. Oh, really? Yeah. I found on YouTube. I just remember that somebody did like a simulcast, and you know, um, you watch on the left. It was a, you know Freddie Mercury, and then it was uh, what's his name? Um, Malaki. What's the kid's name? Robbie Malik. Yes. Uh, yeah. Robbie Malik. And um, you know that you watch the two of them performing at the same time oh really that's pretty cool yeah, all the way through but i just remember not seeing all that in the movie i mean it's like a 20 minute set so yeah no it's pretty incredible sense, but, before yeah. we go do you want to hear the most expensive neighborhoods to live in manhattan what they are I'm sure Should you know I guess you want to guess i'm gonna say number one is the uws uh, i'm gonna say number two is it the whole five boroughs by the way this is only in Manhattan. All in Manhattan. Okay. So yeah. I want to put Brooklyn Heights up there. Uh, okay. Only so Upper West Side, number one. Yes. I would say number two would be Madison Avenue area of the Upper East Side. But uh, to be specific, I would say maybe Lenox Hill area. Would that be number two? Uh, I don't Murray know. Murray Hill. I would say Murray Hill is number two. Oh, it doesn't oh, this, tell you what they are. 
on this list, Tribeca is number two. Okay, Tribeca, yeah, that makes sense. Tribeca number two, I would say Gramercy is probably up there. And how many are we going for? Number, there's five of them? Yeah. I'd say Gramercy's got to be in the five. Gramercy's in the five. Okay. Uh, I would say Inwood definitely should number no. The next one is... Um, it's I a would place... say... Not Chelsea, hold on. I t- I'll give you a hint. It's got the tallest residential building in the city. Oh, uh, Park yeah. Avenue. So that would be, well, the tallest residential building in, in the city is that big, tall. It's the same height, actually, as the, the um, Freedom Tower. Yes. It was just without the spire. But that's, uh, it's Park Avenue. It is. And I, I, I think it, it's Midtown East. It's know. it's Midtown, and, and the average uh, home there in that neighborhood is 1.2 million. That's the average. Yeah. Uh, and then the fifth one is Hudson Square. Hudson Square. Uh, its median sale price of 2264000 was once known as a printing district, but today it's a hotbed of media-related activity, housing a variety of cre- creative agencies, yeah, which are kids... Kids right out of college that wear uh, pink ties and tight pants and say things like, "We're really trying to create something organic for your growth, organic. your sales, and your." We're really trying to create an environment, and we're here to lead the way. You know, my brother works for one of those companies now in Philadelphia, yeah. and it's like one of those creative companies where they have scooters, and they're yeah. like, "We really, we really they take get around the, the stand-up desks and they get on the razors to go through the, the stand-up office. desks." A drone that goes around ping pong, and they say things like, uh, "and I'm I'm glad he has a good job." But they yeah, say so. things like, um, "Well, we, we we take a different approach, and dive in deep to find the best needs for you." I'm like, "How how do you pay for anything? Like, I just see kids playing ping pong, and you have like a glass board. Like, what happens when you don't make don't money? Know. Does that does that uh, creative that, environment go out the door?" That's how the private sector works, I guess. For something, I just remember your mother bankrupt in two two when, years. When, I think when he got the job, I just remember your mother's prayer. Oh, she was sending up for what the fifty mile drive that your brother had to make. The fifty mile. <laughs> and please watch over him on his journey. <laughs> Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, as, I can't. I can't. As he heads to sea, <laughs> as he gets on the boat to the new land. Uh, but that's how those companies work. They're like, uh, yeah, we want to create something organic and trustworthy. And hey, you want to go get some cider after work? Some alcohol <laughs> cider and some organic uh, avocado toast. And um, I hate everything about you. All those companies. I bet, they, I bet they all wear yeah jeans. They probably wear like the really skinny eyes with the plaid short sleeve shirts. Of course, yeah. And they all drive a Prius. They all say things like, um, "Today is Thankful Tuesday. Let's go around the room and video and tell everyone what you're thankful for and how to create." It's like, does anybody work there? I'm a potential <laughs> client. I'd be like, "Hey, how about we're having a, a party at lunch break and lunch is going to be an extra hour today." Because we're having a promotion party for right. Ashley. And by the way, all the lunches are work lunches. Nobody can ever just leave and go to Subway. Everyone has to sit in there and be like, let's start spitballing some ideas. Organic ideas. <laughs> I'm a hipster. I have skinny jeans and I, I listen to, 
to Halsey. Today at, we'll be serving Ellish. veggie burgers. <laughs> Billy Ellish and stuff like that. And then when you meet these, this person, you're like, hey, what do you do for a living? You're like, oh, well, I'm out of the, an organic SEO company. And what we're doing is uh, creating solutions for business endeavors at Crossroads. I'm sorry. What the fuck do you really do? Where's my money going to? Yeah, uh, I, I, I need money for rent. I think these kids are getting bad information. Like when I was bad, the Uber, the Uber driver, God bless him, did a great job. Got up early in the morning. Of course, it's very thankful for him to be there to take me to the airport. But uh, I think these kids are getting bad information. So he's um, what do you mean? well, he's telling me we're just small talk. It was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's telling me that he's still in college, and I said, "Good for you. You know, working your way through college." Telling me he's on kind of the five or six year plan, I guess. And he wants to go to law school. And he said Columbia Law has been eyeing him and NYU Law. I said, hey, those are great schools, you know, but he can't afford the tuition. So he's going to join the military. And I said, yeah, it's a good plan. You get your post 9-11 GI Bill, they, they will pay for that. But he's, again, this goes to these kids in entitlement. He's like, yeah, and the good thing is, is, you know, I, I'll actually, I, I'll, get paid to go to law school. I mean, they'll make me an officer because I went to college. And I said, whoa, 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 partner. Yeah, hold the phone. <laughs> Doesn't work like that. Hold your dick. You don't just get direct commission. You know, you want to be a JAG attorney, I guess. And I said, yeah, you'll be direct commissioned once you get past the bar. And um, Well, now you don't even have to pass the bar, but you can graduate law school. And then, yes, the military will direct commission you. Of course, he wanted to be in the Air Force because he found out that that was the easiest branch to be in. And uh, I had to tell him, you know, I don't know who told you that, but it's not like you graduate college and you slip into a lieutenant rank. You typically go to office. You, you are a candidate to be an officer. OCS. And you would go to an officer candidate school in the Air Force. It's OTS, Officer Training School. But they don't just hand you a rank. There's a lot of enlisted personnel with degrees. He goes, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, dude. And they're not going to pay for you. To... There was a program I remember that the Army did once. I think it was called the Flex Program or something. And they took maybe 15 applicants a year for people, for students that wanted to go to law school. Uh, not only would the Army pay for it, but you would be actually going to school and collecting a paycheck in service. And I know that some of the medical schools, there are dental programs that do that. Um, yeah, but I said, you know, they're not just going to say, oh, you want to be a lawyer? Well, here you go. We'll pay for that. Here, if you want to just do four years, we'll get you out of the in and out of there. And then, there you, you know, go. Um, so I, I don't I don't think this kid got good information. No. I tried to give him real information. That's good. You tried to set him straight. Hey, you but want to be a lawyer? Kids have sure. This sense of entitlement. Like, wow. Yes. I'm like, that's great. You know, I, I went to college, too, though, and it wasn't. I said, you know, I wanted to say, dude, just stay in school. Don't you know what? Just stay in school. There's you are so happening. right. You're so right. And what 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 sucks with these young kids, and I sound like you know I'm dating myself, but it's true, is a lot of these kids have the sense of entitlement. Like, well, that makes me feel uncomfortable, and well, I don't deserve that. It's like that's all that's all fun and games, and that's fine and dandy in high school and college. But once you get in the real world, and you realize not everybody likes you, and not everybody's gonna kiss your ass. Right. You're going to have some problems. And when you go, well, I don't like that. Well, you know what? Tough shit. That's the way the world works. That's, that's the real world. 
People are so, not going to like you. People are not going to... Not everybody is going to like you. You know, this kind of pissed me off. So I, I won't get into it too much, but there is a particular agency, uh, and it's taking part in something very big that the government does every 10 years. They'll be doing it next year. It's the yeah. kickoff, and I won't say That's... anything more. And they want me to do... Okay, I didn't say it. You did. I'm and they guessing. want me to... They want me to take part in, in something, so I've been um, talking to people. Yeah. Um, about a particular position, perhaps to uh, to help do this, which wouldn't oh, yeah. interfere, which wouldn't interfere with my duties to the podcast. Of um, but this this guy, I guess, he wrote me an email. It wasn't one of those nasty grams. You just know from some people when they write you in Instagrams, it's just dry. You can sense their personality. And there was just yeah. something that really annoyed me about this guy. And I, I, so uh. anyway, I had to fill out some paperwork and he asked me to fax it. Now, I hate faxing. You know, what are we living in? 1991? There's no reason to fax anything. No, it's obsolete. So uh, I get to a fax machine, and I, I don't even think it's really working, quite frankly. So I send it, and I hear the beep. <laughs> and I, I can only assume that it went through, but I didn't get a confirmation page. So I wrote a guy an email with the same attachment in PDF form. And I said, hey, just okay. as a backup, in case you didn't get my fax, here's, here's the, the backup. form. Yeah. Uh, the paperwork that you requested. All we can write back is, Dear Mr. Biscardi, no. please only follow the instructions provided to you by me, as oh. well as in the instructions themselves. And wow. Just, Who the hell is this guy? Uh, yeah, don't we... try and accuse me of not following instructions. Uh, I know about following instructions. I was a military guy. But in the military, we'll yeah. contingency plans. Have a backup plan if your first plan doesn't work. So I'm like, all right, I got to check this guy out. Let let me troll the LinkedIn and see what um, what comes up with this guy. A professor. Oh my god! From like you know, who probably got fired. I, I I didn't know why he was working for this particular agency. Um, if he was a professor, but he probably got fired because I read you know the rate my professor websites that they have now this guy got trashed they said it was with dick and i said yeah okay this all makes sense to me so i want to tell this guy you know yeah if he gets into me i i don't need this position i don't need it um i'm willing to consider it but i don't need it yeah right um yeah you're not you doing know, it's big it's major right it's something that's uh that happens once every 10 years I'd, I'd like to be a part of that i won't actually be doing what most people do which is to you know knock on doors i wouldn't be doing that <clears throat> but um you know i i don't need this job and i want to tell this guy if he gets really sassy with me i'm going to make that point to him. i'm going to say take it easy hold on to your britches there partner i am not one of your students yeah. Uh, right. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. You're not gonna talk to me this way. This isn't your podium. You're not standing on your soapbox. You're not belittling me. I don't need you. Um, I don't know who the hell you think you are because you got this job and you know you want to like walk all over people. I just. Yeah. I, I could be overreacting. 
right. I could be overreacting, but some of these professors are just like that. That's why they're professors. And that's probably why he got fired. Yeah, of course. You know, they just Follow stand and get up in front of people. Right. And uh, yeah, that's they not the way the like world works. Down. You know, and I read his, his uh, resume, while very impressive, was also just so inflated. You could tell this guy's had a massive ego. Yeah. You know, there's, he there's said, people oh, I have a job with the Bureau. My, I, uh, he was trying to politely say he weeds out uh, the unnecessary. You know, I hold to a standard. Man, shut the hell up. You've been working at this job for five months. Yeah, those are the people where if they ran a company and you found a better solution that saved them money and worked better, they'd be like, yeah, but it's not the way I wanted to do it. It's like, yeah, but, the, but we're right, solving exactly. the problem. Yeah. There, that may people... be how things have been done in the past, but that's not how I do things. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to hear anything my way or the highway. It's like, yeah, but your way isn't good. Right. Right. Fuck that, man. So, um, just, just people. We're talking about millennials. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no, the no, other people, the old guys who... Uh, you know, just kind of got to get with the times, you know? You got to get and with me, the times. And me, I'm that guy in between. I can't stand the millennials. I don't consider myself one, even though I kind of, we, we technically fall into the textbook definition. I have nothing in common with the stereotypical millennial. No. Oh, of course have, not. And I have nothing in common with these nerdy professors or ex-professors who, and they call on to talk radio a lot. And uh, it's funny when you... Uh, they used to call into funny. Michael Savage a lot. He really is dying in the radio. He's kind of just holding on to his podcast now. Yeah. But he'd be really funny when he'd get these liberal professors on the phone. And whether you were, you know, liberal, conservative, moderate in between, whatever, it was just funny the way he talked to them. Wait, hold on, sir, sir. I'm not one of your students. I'm the smartest man in the world. Or haven't you read my books? You know, <laughs> have to read my books because he's so he's got this massive ego. Uh, it's just yeah. So it's funny to see two egos going at it. It is funny. It is true. I agree with you, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to be New York Minute. Thank you for listening. Tweet us at the underscore podcastle. And this has been another great episode, Michael. You were a uh, a great uh, player of New York trivia and. Uh, We'll see you next time. The gentleman in charge of the Oyster Bay Rotary Club, Michael Biscardi, to the man in charge of eating oysters while watching a documentary about bays later on tonight. Matthew Clark, thank you for listening, and good night, and Godspeed. Uh...